Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm really thrilled to be here with you to discuss some more uh, information about emotional intelligence and mindfulness, and especially how it applies to uh, the most, you know, for some of us, the most important part of our lives, or at least among the most important part of our lives, which is how we earn our living. And, uh, you know, it's certainly the place where we spend the most time. And so I really try to focus, uh, focus in on that. But as I've said a lot of times, uh, almost everything that I'm telling you about in these uh, in these podcasts can be applied to any area of your life as well. So um, so today I want to talk about mental habits. Um, you know, uh, most of our lives, as we've discussed before here, uh, most of our lives are determined by habitual automatic behaviors, right? Like consider, you know, your morning routine, um, you know, the foods that you eat, the media you consu- consume, uh, your evening routine, you know, all of these things are driven by automatic habitual behaviors, okay? Now, because because of all the information our brains process on a moment-by-moment basis, I mean, you're talking about billions of different, you know, there's 60 to 70,000 thoughts that we have alone, but the but the amount of time that your brain spends, you know, just taking in off, you know, information, there's something like 40 billion or 40 million different uh, points of, of, uh, of, of sensory information that's coming into your brain every day. So, so, uh, because of all this, um, you know, our brains need to create these automatic behaviors, right? Or else it would just be too much to handle. I mean, so that's why it happens, right? So your brain always wants to create something into a habit, into automatic. It wants to file it away and be like, okay, I don't have to think about that actively. It's just going to happen this way because this is safe. This is what we want. And this is how it's going to happen. Right. So, um, so while it's really important and helpful to be as intentional as much as we can, right. Uh, it's also helpful to work with our habitual tendencies and not against them. Because again, this is what our brain is, is really designed to do. Okay. And, And by necessity, as I just mentioned, especially you know, the, with modern world, with modern times here, you know, with all of our social media and, and all the different, you know, points of, of information that we have, you know, not just sensory information, but actual, you know, um, you know, written information coming at us from all different directions. This becomes more and more true, uh, with each passing year, it seems. Okay. Um, so, so this is why much of my work revolves around mental habits. Okay. Because this is where, you know, for me, this is kind of where the road meets the rubber meets the road as they say okay um so now there's this fantastic book uh written by a new york times reporter named charles duhigg um and the the book is called the power of habit and i highly suggest everyone reading that okay i i've read it a couple of times now and it's uh it's just simply fascinating and uh i mean i'm I'm a geek about this stuff but but i will tell you that it's a it's a very well researched uh book and it's extremely informative and really mind you know, really eye-opening and mind-blowing in terms of how habits work. And so if you're interested in this, Charles Duhigg, The Power of Habit, pick it up, check it out. It's definitely going to be worth your while. Okay, so uh, in his exhaustive research uh, for this book, he shows he shows us that habits can't really be broken. They can only be replaced with other habits, okay? And this goes back to the way that our brain works, okay? I don't want to make this a whole science class, so not going to get too deeply into it, although he gets into some real good brain science here too, which you know I love. So uh, so definitely check that book out. So, um, But to me, you know, uh, because the fact that, that habits can't really be broken, 
and they can only be replaced by other habits, it helps to think of, of habits as not necessarily good or bad habits, right? But, but more that there are habits that, are, that serve us and there are those that don't serve us, okay? In terms of, that's how I like to look at it. So, um, because again, when we think of, of a habit as bad, Okay, we judge it, right? And then we criticize ourselves for engaging in it, right? And then, you know, then we think we need to rid ourselves of of this habit like we would a bad cold or or something that's harming us, right? And then when when that doesn't work necessarily, and often it won't, uh, we start judging and criticizing ourselves even more. And then this judging and criticism, um, you know, holds us back and clouds our minds and in ways that we can't really see. And, and then we wind up stuck in that whole thought, emotion, uh, feeling loop again, right? Which I've talked about before, that it's just a, a constant loop that you, you, know, you have a thought, your thought creates an emotion, your emotion creates a, a feeling in your body, and that feeling in your body sends a signal back up to the brain, which in, you know, inspires another thought in the same way, okay? So, so in my opinion, and in Charles Duhigg's opinion as well, it, uh, it's better to focus on creating new habits that will kind of supplant the ones that we might not be, that might not be serving us. Okay. And, um, and the way, the way most, if not all habits, uh, work is that, you know, there's a certain structure to just about every habit that you can have, if not every single one. Okay. I'm not really an expert on habits. I'm, I'm learning more and more every day, but, but there is a structure to them. Okay. And, and it's, it's basically, that you have a cue, uh, you know, or, or a trigger, and then you have the action or the process, which is the actual habit. And then at the end of that, you have a reward. And that's what creates a habit, okay? When you have a cue, then you have the thing that you do, then you have a reward, right? So the obvious one would be, say, smoking cigarettes, right? Anybody out there who's ever smoked a cigarette, you know that, you know, you have a cup of coffee, that's your cue. You want a cigarette, right? And then you have the cigarette and you feel good after it, right? And so that's your, your cue, habit, reward, okay? So that's sort of how it works. And again, that's just a really obvious um, uh, example, which anyone who's ever smoked, I'm sure, can relate to that one. And for those who, of you who have not smoked, bless your hearts, and I'm, I'm sorry that I used an example like that. But, um, but anyway, um, you know, almost all habits work exactly like this, right? If not 100% of every habit possible, okay? Um, so, so I gave you an informal loving kindness practice uh, a while back, and, and this is a perfect example of how this whole thing works and what I mean by this, okay? Um, because we're, we're all about, um, you know, because we're all about the loving kindness and forgiveness this week, it's also a timely example as well. Okay, so um, so basically, someone who doesn't practice this informal loving kindness has a certain habit for how they respond to meeting someone, uh, either someone new or or just sort of encountering someone at any given time. Okay, the cue is that interaction, right? The the habit would be it could be anything, but you know, but but one example that I, I have here is uh, is you know, and often um, unfortunately this is kind of often the case. I'm afraid um, is to you know the 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 habit would be to look at this person and search for you know emotional threats that could come in the form of like jealousy or competition okay so so for instance maybe you know you see someone um, you know the the person that we're seeing is someone in Starbucks right and 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 we think you know 
wow, the, you know, he has this brand new iPhone and, you know, and I'll bet that's his, his fancy car outside. And, and well, doesn't he think he's all that? And, and, you know, I bet he's not funny or interesting or, or I'll bet he has some kind of awful job and, and he's just, you know, he's just making up for, for all his uh, shortcomings on, on one level or another with all this fancy stuff right now. Now, obviously this is an extreme example, right? But, but I'm sure you can imagine what I mean and picture the same thing in a more subtle level, right? But but these thoughts you have of this person, right, as I just explained it, right? So you, you're in Starbucks, see somebody with a fancy phone, you know, dressed in fancy clothes, and you think, oh, wow, that he thinks he's all that. I'll bet that his life isn't nearly as happy as he wants me to think it is, right? So so in that case, the, the structure of the, you know, uh, you know, the 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 structure of that interaction creates again this this thought emotion feeling loop that we've talked about right like I, I see the person i think this thought i have an emotion i have a bodily feeling i think another thought and it keeps going and going and going and now that could that could keep rolling on and on until i'm in the office and and you know and bringing this negative mental state right now any one of them either delusion ignorance or aversion could all apply to that particular example right and, uh, you know, I'm bringing this into the work, right? And, and we know that, you know, only negative emotions will ever uh, arise from the, these negative states. And so the loop will just continue. And, then, and now we're bringing it into our work, right? And now we're bringing this into our lives. And, and it becomes something that, you know, over time becomes more of a personality than, than even just an, uh, an isolated uh, incident, right? Um, so now, again, <laughs> you know, we, we can, this can happen on a very subtle level too, okay? Uh, you know, I gave you an obvious and, and extreme example. I mean, I don't expect most of us really go through this thought process deliberately or, or, or exactly as I said, but um, but however, you know, it might be closer than than not for some people. And, and it used to be for me, for sure. Um, so, uh, so again, you, you know, this can happen on a very subtle level as well, right? But the emotions, feelings, and thoughts will reside in a negative place that does not serve you as you're trying to perform in the office and have yourself your successful career okay so so let's go over the the structure of this habit again okay so the cue in this habit is seeing someone with something fancy right or something nice a new phone new gadget uh, fancy clothes fancy car what have you uh, the process or the action of the habit is comparing them to yourself and then you know and then making excuses and you know justifications and and all that kind of stuff right and then the reward is the shot of dopamine that your brain will give you because it thinks this is what you want since you engage in this process over and over and over. Okay, so that's the key there. Okay, so your brain is rewarding you because it thinks that's what you want to do, and it only thinks that's what you want to do because you do it every time. Okay, and, you know, like every time you see somebody with a fancy car, fancy phone, fancy clothes, whatever, and you think those thoughts, your brain catches on and says, "Okay, this is what my my body wants, so I'm I'm gonna just give it to him, and I'm gonna give him some nice, you know, good feeling chemicals in his in you know that's gonna make his body feel good, and again." that's going to reinforce the habit, right? Because that's going to give you a feeling, which is going to inspire the same thought, which is going to inspire the same emotion, which is going to inspire the same uh, feeling, right? And that's how, that's how it works, okay? Um, so I hope that makes sense. So now, obviously, this is a hypothetical example, right? But but, you know, again, maybe not exactly, right? Um, you know, because because we all do have a certain way to when we... Re, to re, 
uh, I'm sorry, we all have a certain way that we react to someone uh, seeing seeing anyone in the world, right? So uh, we have one habit or, for seeing someone with, uh, with a fancy phone and a car. We have another habit for seeing someone who is homeless and asking for change outside Starbucks. And we have another mental habit for seeing anyone in between that, that large spectrum, right? Um, so, so without awareness, these habits can and often do uh, set in motion that, again, that thought, emotion, feeling loop that I've discussed, right? Now, when we have the awareness, we're, we're able to, to see it and then have a hope to break it, okay? But, but here's the thing, you know, we can do this through habitual work as well, okay? You know, I use this example because it's so relevant to, to our lives, especially at work, uh, you know, where most of us interact with, with, very, with different people, many different people all day long, right? Um, so, so some, some people that we interact with are, you know, automatically make us happy, right? We're happy to see these people in the office every day, right? But others, <laughs> like that poor finance guy that I keep talking about, you know, make us feel like, like we're, we're anything but happy, right? And, um, and this is the whole purpose of the informal loving kindness meditation I told you about. Okay. Now, again, I'm going to step back here for a second and say that, that the awareness here ties in with what we've been talking about, right? So to be able to see this is very, very important. However, you know, that, you know, to, to even get even better is to, to use the habitual nature of our brain so that we don't have to worry about it, right? We can still be aware. We can still be aware of how we're feeling. We can still be aware if something's throwing us off, right? Even despite these habits. But by forming a mental habit, we can, you know, sort of rise above this and, and just do, you know, habitually do things in a way that serves us, okay? Um, so, um, you know, in case you missed uh, the, the episode or don't remember, and believe me, there's no judgment here. I know you're very very busy at work, and uh, and it's totally understandable if you've forgotten the uh, episode about uh, about the the informal loving kindness meditation that I've talked about. Um, but the practice is super simple, and I'm going to tell you about it again right here. So maybe take out a pen and paper and uh, and jot this down. Um, so so the first step is you're going to set a reminder on your phone or your watch or your desktop computer to go off every hour uh, during your workday. Okay. Then each time it goes off, you're simply going to pause whatever you're doing, look around, and silently wish anyone that you can see well, okay? So, so simply say in your mind, I wish you well as you look at them, okay? Now, now again, you don't have to make eye contact. You don't have to, they don't have to know that you're doing this. You know, you can be looking at the back of their heads. It's all good. You're just literally going to look at different people. And each person that you look at, you simply in your mind say, I wish you well. Okay, silently. I wish you well. I wish you well. Okay, very simple. Okay, um, do this for about 10 seconds to as many people as you see in that amount of time. And then go back to work or whatever else you were doing. You know, again, no judgment here if, if it's not exactly work that you're doing <laughs> at your desk when the uh, when the alarm goes off. But um, but so so let's look at that that habit, okay? You know, because again, this this is perfectly aligned with the, the 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 loop of the habit, you know, structure, right? So the 
cue is the alarm going off, right? The, the process is intentionally taking time to wish people well. Okay, and the reward is knowing that you're increasing your emotional intelligence and your altruism. Okay, and and also it's going to start feeling good too. Okay, you're going to start getting a, a very positive feeling from this in your body, which is again going to create that other loop that we talk about, which is you know the the feeling, you know, back up to the thought, then to the emotion, then to the feeling, and on and on again. And that can either lift you up or bring you down. Okay, so in this case, if we develop this habit, it's going to bring us up. Okay. Um, so after a couple of weeks, though, <laughs> this is this is something exciting, and and it, and it doesn't. A couple of weeks is like the the absolute end of the spectrum. Okay, I, people have said that that after just one day of doing this, okay, eighty seconds, that that you know, but but at tops, it'll be uh, you know a week or two. You will start to feel so good doing this that your brain will adopt this as an automatic behavior aka mental habit uh, and the cue will become encountering people in any setting or circumstance okay so so your brain is going to associate this process with a good thing it's going to realize that that's what you want and it's going to give it to you on an automatic basis so from then on you don't need the alarm on your phone anymore it's just going to be every time literally every time you experience someone you're going to have this automatic mental you know, habit kick in and it's, and it's going to be automatic. So you don't have to think about it. And that's where the magic happens. Because again, you know, we're so busy. We have so much going on in our lives all the time, right? Even if we're not that busy, we're still, our brains are super busy all the time. So anytime we can create a mental habit, it's just like, you know, ticking it off a list and it just becomes easier, you know, um, like so easy that it's effortless in fact. So, um, and now, you know, after, you know, a week or two of doing this, you've now changed yourself on a fundamental and very positive way. And because it's something that you do so often, right? We meet people, we encounter people all the time. I don't want it to mean like just meeting someone new, but just encountering anybody anywhere in the world. You know, we do that so often that if you get into this mental habit where this just very very instance of, of, of seeing people becomes a, a cue for this positive mental habit that goes on that, that rewards you with this good feeling, you're going to just, you're going to enrich your life in ways that you can't even believe until you try it. Okay. So I really, really want you all to try this. Okay. Um, now I have a story to tell you about this, but before I do, um, you know, and this is just the latest in a growing list of stories. <laughs> um, I want to mention, uh, another very important way to, to work through through a similar process, um, you know, that we're talking about, and, and that is with pausing, okay? Um, if you can, you know, manage to remember for, for like no more than a week or two to pause every time someone triggers you, right? Like we talked about here, right? The, uh, there's a, an episode that I talk about the, uh, this in the, uh, with an acronym uh, uh, that is also a mnemonic, which is uh, Siberian North Railroad, S-B-N-R-R. Okay, if you can get yourself if you can drill yourself to do that, and I, and I recommend going back and listening to that episode because if you can engage in that practice for like a week or two, this will also become a habit where you will, every time someone triggers you, okay, the cue will become the trigger. The process will be the pause, right? Like, like the ability to pause every time you're triggered, right? And then the reward will be stopping the impulse to let your anger force your reaction and, and having greater control over your destiny 
destiny. And that's going to feel awesome. Okay. It's going to feel amazing. And it's also going to have wonderful, positive effects on your work, your family, your social, your, your, you know, every level of your life. Okay. So, so go back and listen to the SBNRR episode and, uh, and see if you can work that into your, into your life for the next like two weeks. Okay. And after that, it's going to become automatic. If you can successfully do it, you know, over and over and over again for a couple of weeks, it's going to become a habit, you know, shortly after that. And you're going to then be someone who now automatically pauses every time they get triggered instead of automatically reacting. Okay. Which is probably how most of us are, uh, at this point. All right. So, um, so I'm going to tell you a, a real life story that happened just last week. And again, this is a, uh, this is, uh, uh, just the latest example in a, in like a growing list of these stories that I have. It's, it's really amazing. And this, I'm only telling you this because I want you to, to feel my excitement over it because it's so amazing when you see it happen in the real world and you get this sense of like, wow, this really does work, you know, without me trying anyway. Um, so, so I want to first remind Mind you again that uh, that I was once named by a brand new employee at a cafe I owned as Angry Art. Okay, so suffice to say that patience and loving kindness were not the cornerstone traits of my uh, personality. Okay, so uh, so the other day, last week, one day, I was riding my bike. I ride my bike all over Denver. I live in Denver, Colorado, and I ride my bike everywhere. I don't drive a car at all. I don't take public transportation. I've made the commitment to ride my bike everywhere. That's for personal reasons. Uh, for my health, for the environment, for, you know, just my own habits and everything else. But this is what I do. And so, uh, so one of the places where I often go is this little health food store that that's about, uh, it's about five miles from my house. All right. And, um, and so, and it's a really good ride. I love it. And part of the ride, though, is, is riding alongside of Broadway here in Denver, which Broadway here in Denver is this mo- mammoth, uh, like, five-lane road that's, like, just, you know, it's got, like, a traffic light, like, every five blocks or something, and the, and the cars are just, you know, it's basically like a highway, you know, but it's, but it's not. It's, like, got driveways into stores and, you know, fast food restaurants and everything else, you know, on either side. But, you know, but on the, on the left side of the, of the road, on the right side of the road is a bus lane you know, where, you know, you, you take your chances on a bike, you know, but, uh, on the left side of the road, there's a, there's a two lane bike, bike lane there, right? So there's a lane going south, a lane coming north and it's, and it's, you know, divided from the rest of the traffic, uh, with cones, right? That are permanent cones that are there. And then, and the, the cars park, not on the curb, like the curb is next to the curb is where the, the bike lanes are and the cars park outside the bike lane. So, so you have like the curb, then you have this bike lane, then you have parked cars, then you have four lanes of crazy traffic and then you have a bus lane. Okay. So that's the layout here. And so, so I ride for from, from north to south on this bike, uh, this bike path. And, uh, you know, I have my light on, on the front. I have a big bright light that people, you know, some people think I'm a motorcycle. This thing is so bright, you know? And, uh, and I also have one on the back with a red light on the back. So I'm, I'm very visible, you know, but because there's cars parked in between my lane and the lanes that are, that are driving on Broadway, a lot of times what happens is cars are turning in from Broadway on into, uh, driveways. Okay. And so I've learned to, to, watch for them. You know, I, I definitely, you know, have seen them before and, you know, so I've learned to be careful and, and, you know, there's been close calls and everything. And so, um, so the other day I was, I was driving and, um, sorry, riding my bike and there was a, a, a guy in a car, you know, 
coming up onto a McDonald's parking uh, driveway, right? And um, and I could tell that the guy was like, I knew he was going to turn in front of me. I just knew it was going to happen. But I was going really fast. And, and he was going pretty fast, but, you know, I was going faster. And so I, I saw him. And I was like, this guy's going to turn into McDonald's. I know he is. So I, I kind of let off the pedals a little bit and, and put my hands on the brakes. And, uh, and sure enough, the kid just swung right in without even looking. I mean, he just swung right in front of me. And... And even though I was ex- expecting him to do it, I still had to really slam on the brakes. My tires skidded a little bit, and I, you know, and I kind of like took this little like you know fishtaily kind of thing, and it was it was a little tense moment, you know. Even though I was expecting it, because again, this happens very very quickly, you know. I I say I was expecting it, but I expected it for like a half a second before it happened, kind of thing. Um, and so and so the kid turns in front of me, and I you know, screech on my brakes and I just stop right in it, you know, before smashing into his car, he looks up and sees me and he kind of just like, you know, he, he, he was like a 22 year old kid, something like that. And he had his girlfriend or, or wife or whoever in the, in the passenger seat. And, uh, and I could tell like even behind his sunglasses that he was wearing, I could see his eyebrows go up and he got like a little scared, but then he like played it tough. And he like, he kind of like just gave me this like wave and then went by me as, the, as if it was like my fault, you know? And, um, and so, so in the past, angry art would have, you know, flipped the bird, would have said something, would have, you know, maybe even pounded the back of the car as he drove by, you know, something like that. But, um, but I didn't. Okay. I, instead, I, I simply went about my life. I I just, I looked at him. I realized that nobody got hurt. Nothing happened. He pulled into McDonald's. I went on to my health food store. Right. And, and so the reason why, okay, the reason why that happened is because of mental habits. Okay. Again, angry arts, mental habit would have been to, to engage in this, in this confrontation. And, and mostly it was probably because of his reaction to it. Right. It was because like he was in the wrong and he didn't darn Gosh darn it, he didn't say he was sorry, you know, and that and that would have triggered me to be like, you know, you know, again, flipping the bird, screaming something, banging the car, whatever it is. And then and then who knows where that leads, you know, and, and I've been in all kinds of situations where that's led to things that are absolutely not not positive or, or helpful for anybody. Um, but who knows, right? But now I have a mental habit that when I see someone, I automatically wish for the better for them. Okay, and even in a situation where I was, you know, my life could have been in danger in this situation. You know, I mean, this is no joke. You know, we're talking about I'm not protected very well on a bicycle, you know, and if I go tumbling over the top of a, you know, the hood of a car, you know, at at 15 miles an hour, I'm likely to get pretty hurt, you know, and even in that situation, I my habit kicked in to say, you know, wish this kid well, because he is so wrapped up in his own image with his girlfriend, whatever, that he, he couldn't even be compassionate to me and say he was sorry, you know, so, so I feel sorry for him because he wasn't able to get in touch with that level of compassion. Okay. Now, again, this happened in a nanosecond. Okay. Um, you know, this is not, um, you know, this is not because I thought it through. This is not because I, I set an intention to be this way. Not that day anyway. You know, I set intentions to be this way a while ago when I started practicing these, uh, these informal practices. Um, but, but now it's just become a habit. It's become automatic. All right. And that's the key. Okay. So, um, so honestly, folks, if you 
you know, and again, I tell these examples and they're, they're all, you know, obviously very extreme examples. Right. But, but, you know, but this happens even on subtle ways, like when you're in the office, right. And then you, you know, again, you get that email from someone in a department, it might not be finance for you. For me, it was always finance. Um, but you get that email from somebody and, and you automatically have a reaction to it, right. You can change that. Okay. You can change that. And it's very easy to do. All right. Um, you know, and again, encountering people, we all encounter people all over the place every day in our lives, right? Whether it's people we know, people we don't know, people we want to know, people we don't care about, you know, neutral, positive, negative, it doesn't matter. We meet all kinds of people every day. And so this is, this is absolutely something that can be changed on an automatic and foundational level for you, okay? And all it takes is 80 seconds a day for maybe two weeks. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So, um, so listen, I hope this helps you. I hope you, you understand what I'm talking about. I hope you can feel what I'm saying. And, uh, I know I, sometimes with these stories, I get a little on tangents and stuff. So, uh, so I hope I, I, it all came home for you on this case, in this case. Um, and, uh, and as always, uh, if you have any questions or concerns, or you simply want to just share a story of your own, um, you know, I would love to hear it. Okay. So, so send me an email, art at artburnscoaching.com or uh, or head over to my website uh, artburnscoaching.com right there on the front page there's a link you can cop you can click on that link and you get right into my calendar you can book a 30 minute call with me it costs nothing there's no obligation there's no strings attached it's just two people talking and if you have any questions you have any comments about what I've talked about you you have a story to share you have uh, you know you want to know something about another subject that I covered before that you want to know more about, you know, I'll put together another episode based on our conversation. Okay. Like that's what I want this to become. I really want to interact with people, uh, who are, who are listening to this. I want to know, uh, you know, how much this is helping you or, or what I can do to help you more. All right. So please don't be shy. I would love, I'm going to, you know, one day I'm going to be on one of these episodes. I'm going to say somebody reached out. I'm going to be so excited. (laughs) So I look forward to that day. So maybe that's you, (laughs) maybe that's you today. Uh, but anyway, Anyway, um, I'm not, no pressure. There's no, you know, I don't want to pressure anybody to do it, but I just want to repeat once again that it's there for you and I would be more than delighted to hear from you. Okay. Um, so other than that, I'm going to sign off here. Uh, it's Friday afternoon when I'm recording this, um, actually Friday morning for me still where I'm recording. It's just about lunchtime. And, uh, I just want to say that I hope that everybody out there is having a wonderful, uh, day and that you're going to have a wonderful weekend and that life is, is just treating you well. And, um, And yeah, most of all, I wish you well, everyone. All right, so long, and I'll be back on Monday with some more good stuff. Talk to you then. Have a great day. Bye-bye.